All right. This one feels like it's a long time coming, episode 230. Feels like we've been in the 220s for like a year. Um, but welcome to episode 230. Uh, Craig is out today. Not sure what he's doing, actually. He just said he wasn't available all day. Um, busy man. Uh, and Robin has a, a sick kid, so he may or may not be rocking up at some point. Um, but we do have the return of Adam to the show after about two weeks absence i think it might be longer i've lazarus myself to the show i and i feel crap as well so arguably could have stretched it out to an extended vicente style indefinite injury um <laughs> just on the massage table for <laughs> six months but now it's good to be back good yeah well it's a shame it's not in better circumstances um given what we're gonna have to cover today but you know we have to do it we we signed up for this it could have been worse it really, really could have. Um, I think that's probably the best way of looking at it. Um, if you don't include the injuries, um, in which case it couldn't have been. And the first half. And the first half. Yeah. So uh, let's <laughs> let's get let's get straight down into it. Um, the injury crisis is ever growing here at Brighton and Nova Albion. Uh, we're currently sitting with prior to yesterday. We had Hulu and CISO out. Jakob Moda, obviously out, um, who has been now training with the boys in full, um, which is great news um, as a player that looked like he showed a great deal of promise for both us and the Polish national team. Uh, it looks like there may be a chance in our future of actually seeing Jakob Moda play football for Brighton again, which I don't know about you, but like, I've just come to decide it wasn't ever happening. Yeah, well, it's also, we don't know what he's going to be like because sometimes people come back from these injuries and they're never the same. <clears throat> I think he's young enough where you hope that he can come back and, and really like grow into what he was doing before. But I think, I know he, he does get forward quite well. It's been a long time since we've seen him play, but yeah, one of the things that we've missed, and Deserby talked about this, didn't he? Is that we've only really got one player that can stand in for the Moises Caicedo departure. And, and that's, you know, Belieber, who's what 19 years old and has played all of two games. Um, and he looks stunning, apart from maybe for about 10 seconds yesterday. Um, but uh, Moda can play a bit, he's a, can be a bit more of that destructor role. Where if you've got a lot of central midfield creators like Billy Gilmore and Dahoud and Lalana and so on and so forth, so it'd be, be great to have him back. It'd feel like a cliched new signing, wouldn't it? It really would, yeah. If he can hit where he was before, and then what does Zerbi can do with players? Like, it, yeah, the, the sky's the limit for him, right? Like, you look at McAllister and all that he brings to the team, and you think like there was a lot of the same traits that Moda showed, like especially when he was allowed to roam for Poland. Like, you just think like Deserbi's going to eat that up if he's if he's half the player he was when he comes back. Um, Estepinion obviously out as well with a thigh injury. Um, last thing we heard from him was October 4th and it was uh, Deserby's quote was he's injured and can't play for a long time one month more or less I don't know the right time but it's a muscular injury and it's not just for a game or two um, so as of right now Fantasy Prem and stuff like that I've got him in up to the 4th of November right because it's like bang on a month uh, but it suspects it's probably going to be a little bit longer than that um, and then Tarek Lamptey as well uh, is also out for now um, he's the same way. Uh, the last quote we got from him was October 7th, and it was, we have to see tomorrow about Lamptey. I don't want to take any risks. Um, so so there's there's a lot of injuries on the table, uh, and we have two more to talk about today as well. Danny Welbeck uh, came off 
after uh, just about 16 minutes, and we will get into the rest of the game, but this this is just so shit right now. We may as well just hit it first. Uh, Danny Welbeck went off after 16 minutes with a hamstring injury, uh, quite clearly a hamstring as well. Uh, but he was able to walk off of his own volition, and he was back out there um, at the end of the game, you know, dressed warmly in the, in the Manchester wind. Um, and, of course, the last-minute injury to Solly March. Um, I don't know what he's done. This is the worst thing today. We can lose Solly for a long time, was the wording from De uh, I think we've had a couple of the well-followed, well, well well-respected uh, Twitter and TikTok injury guys look at it, and the general consensus is uh, ACL, MCL, and everything in between. Um, which is nine to 12 months recovery time. Uh, this is a player that was first name off the lips of Roberto Deserby, much to everybody's surprise. Um, and he has been a revelation under him. How much is this going to hurt when you look at Estepinion, Lamptey, and CISO, the already lengthy injury list uh, to add Solly March to it as a really long term one as well? It's not great. Um, I, I think if you, if you didn't have all of the fullback issues, you could at least think to yourself, you know what, we've got cover in this position on the flank, because you could even say like, even if NC says out, well, that's all right. Like we can play Ferguson up front. We've got Matoma on the left and we'll bring in a Jao Pedro. We'll bring in a Simon Adingra. Uh, and then we could do some rotation. Danny Welbeck comes in like, we're okay. And Sufati not even mentioned there. Buenanote. So you've got cover in his standard position. Now, if he's playing at left back, which he is at the moment, and Estupinian is out for next, a little bit longer, or if he, at any point, Estupinian needs a rest, which he will. He's not a cyborg. Um, who are you playing at left back? Uh, now, it's a genuine question because we know we can't rely on Tarek Lamptey long-term fitness-wise. He's all he's shown in his time here apart from flashes of speed in that regard, which is amazing. On the downside, he's shown that he gets injured very often. So you can never plan for him to be around 100%. So that means you always need to have cover on the right-hand side as a backup. Um, so you're thinking Veltman has to go out there. Who's, who is your who is your left back? Are you playing Pascal Gross? Igor? Can I interest you, can I interest you in one James Milner? Uh, <laughs> no, you can't. You can't interest me. A side note, um, has there been a worse? Who who does he compare with in terms of like the worst few outings of a new signing? Uh, based on your expectations, are we in the realm of Jahangbash and um, DJ Lacardia? Like in terms of like you see him come out and you're just like these guys aren't up to it. In in, yeah, in that probably. right back position, in the position he's currently being played, yes, probably. Um, the only saving grace he has is that obviously his impact off the pitch has been talked about quite extensively by Dunk and Deserby and a fair few others in the squad as to how much of a presence he is. I in, agree. In Let's keep him off the stuff, pitch. He sounds which great. Is, off the uh, pitch. Yeah. Right. It, but like at least with him, like he's actually contributing something, right? Like he's actually yeah. giving something to the greater team. Um, whereas Lacardia in and Yahanbach doesn't sound like they were really providing anything whatsoever. Well, Lacardia um, brought a bunch of beats, didn't he? That's the thing. So vibes, you can't deny yeah. that. Christmas party, he was effective. 
Yeah, I, I, I suspect it was probably the opposite. Actually, he probably made people not want to show up <laughs> to, the, uh, to the Christmas party. Well, we. Uh, th- there, there, there's a big issue here. There is a big issue here, and, and we talked about this with Milner, right? You have to. I'm not. I'm not going away from the solid march thing. We'll come back to it. But Milner, if you're going to play Milner, you have to play him in that defensive midfield role in one of those pivot positions. He has great stamina. He's got great maturity. He knows what he's doing in a football pitch. What he doesn't have anymore is pace. And I, I'm. I think if we go back to looking at how devastatingly poor the first half was. Um, you have to expect that Deserby thought Milner was going to face up against Jack Grealish. And I don't think he expected uh, Jeremy Doku to play, who Grealish, yes, he's got pace, but he's not electric. He's more about can can he trick you with the ball? And Milner can deal with that, probably. Um, Jeremy Doku's just going to dance past him, as we saw 400 times. And and we saw, right, second half, half time. Okay, Milner, you're out of here. Like we cannot, we cannot take this anymore. Um, so I, I think there's, you're going to find that that happened though, right? You're going to face up against teams, and they are going to target you now where you're weak in those positions. Where are we weak now? Well, currently on both right and left back, which is tricky, um, devastating for Solido because he's been in the form of his career, hasn't he? Really? Um, yeah, he has. And I mean, when you look at him now, like he's what 27, 28. So like this is. Or 29 years old so if this is a 12 monther like he's losing probably like the best 12 months of his career technically on you know 29 yeah, 30 years old like it's unbelievably bad um i think to answer your question as to who you're going to see at left back uh i i think and we're getting way ahead of ourselves to the ajax stuff now but like i, I think we're probably going to see eagle there at least once or twice to see what that looks like um is he? We don't, Does he have any pace? We don't have any other options, do we? Like, genuinely. Like, you said, like, what? Lamptey's out. Estepinian's out. Veltman is right back. Dunk is centre back. Van Hecker, Webster, and Igor. That is it. We don't, like, unless you play Milner there. Like, that's it. Well, or, this is a dumb idea. You play Matoma there. Um, uh, because he has defensive qualities. He's shown it for Japan where he can be a little bit further back, but that's been more of a part of a back five and he's played as a wing back. Um, maybe he's yeah. got to tweak things a little bit and play like that. Uh, he did I mean, do that at the start th- of his time, didn't he? Yeah. And he's played three at the back before. We talked about this uh, at Sassuolo. Yeah. He he has had long stints of playing three at the back. And I, I wonder if that's because of an injury there that we never like looked into, right? Like, I wonder yeah. if he was forced into it. So he has played three at the back sometimes, but I just wonder how difficult that transition would be with the passing patterns that he obviously instills in these players. Like how tough does a, a changing system like that look? Um, and how long do you have to do that with, right? Like we could have done with these two injuries happening two weeks ago, <laughs> if they were going to, not that there's particularly a good time for it. Um, but obviously with Solly out where we've got a rough time ahead of us, um, it's going to be very difficult. But yeah, but we we when we talk how much how often did we harp on about this about the the depth we had at wing back and you especially you've been saying this whole time towards when the window closed we just don't have the depth there and you and you were getting lambasted on Twitter by people talking about oh, how dare you you don't you speak ill of the the people I still Brighton. was yesterday after the injury yeah, I still was but, 
Well, you, you are allowed to comment like that like, of the amazing job that's been done. You are allowed to maybe like see some flaws or potential issues and things. We don't, we don't just have to be like these, these are gods. Um, and that is, uh, and I can tell you based on our full professional experience of starting a football manager, 2024 beta save um, in, in the last 48 <laughs> hours, <laughs> you, but you look at the squad, right. And you go, you look at it and you're like, well, there's a glaring omission here. There's just, there's, n- there's no depth that you have to play players out of position. And I still, I go back to the summer transfer window and we did amazing work, but you, you've kind of like, surely you, you have to assume part of like injuries and rotation, which Deserby did like what, what happened in the breakdown there? Could they just not find a, a fullback that could cover? I don't get it. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, and I, I don't know what the answer is going to be long-term uh, because best opinion is going to be out at least another couple of weeks. Lanty's out. March is done. I don't and these know. are, these okay. are must win games here. This is a must win set of fixtures in it. I know it's, we always say this, but you have to win these Europa league games coming up. You have to, or you're out. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's <laughs> not just that either, but like the, the fixtures for the next like month are very kind to us after a very tough time. Yeah. You are Ajax, Fulham, Everton, Ajax, Sheffield United, Forest, Athens. Like that is yeah, very nice. Like, and then Chelsea away. A lot of those games. And then Chelsea away. Yeah. Um, and even then, really, then you got Brentford, Burnley, Marseille. Both at home. Brentford, Burnley yeah. at home. And Marseille at home. Yeah, yeah. You want you, you want points from all those games, don't you? Yep. This is a you very really kind, do. kind period of time for us. Um, and we don't have any players, uh, so that's great. Um, the starting lineup yesterday, uh, obviously, March at left back. Igor and Dunk at the back, centre-backs, and Milner at right-back. We've talked a little bit about that. Jason Steele in goal, Balaber and Gross in the midfield, uh, Welbeck, Mitoma, Adingra, and Pedro uh, up top. Obviously, um, with Solly March covering at left-back, uh, we're not going to be having, you know, Adingra is the one that's going to be playing on the right. Um, I suspect that we may well, uh, with Welbeck being out, may well see a fair bit more of Ansu Fati uh, and uh, a dingra compared to what they thought they were going to be doing uh, three yeah. or four months ago, I suspect. Um, but when you saw that lineup, uh, I suspect you probably felt the same as everybody else in that. Oh no, it's going to be a tough day with Doki versus Milner. Um, but the, the general lambasting I got on Twitter was the idea that we have a perfectly good right back. We're just choosing not to play him. And that's the Zerbi's fault. Um, and that, of course, is Joel Veltman, who was signed as a centre-back and has played centre-back his whole career until we converted him into a right-back. So this is not someone who's a natural right-back, uh, but he is admittedly excellent there. Uh, we all know how much I love Joel Veltman anyway, so I'm going to be biased towards him regardless. But he is excellent there. He changed the game at halftime, like absolutely changed it, moving him in. Um, but do you think that was a tactical decision uh, in terms of making sure the Dutch boys are as fit and ready as they can be for the game against Ajax? Or do you think that was a, a tactical mistake by De Zerbe, who genuinely believed Milner was the better option at right back? Uh, I have no idea. But he's shown that he, he wants to play Milner in the part. He's shown that, like even in his other instances and in other games in recent memory. we keep. I feel like we keep having these conversations where it's like, oh my God, he's doing it again. 
like are you watching the same games as us like he's Milner keeps like playing horribly in this right back position why do you keep doing it um I think it might be a combination probably of the things that that you said I think he knows that you've got to go and get something up with uh, against Ajax um he probably looks at this Man City game Man City away it's there is no tougher game in your season um do we do we just put out what we can put out and see what happens um maybe there's a bit of that Maybe there's a bit of that um, because what you don't want to do is be running out Milner right back again in a game that is a must-win game to keep you in European competition for the most part. So, so yeah, possibly. Again, I, I go back to the thing. I think I think he thought Grealish would play, um, which is why I, I don't think he probably thought Doku would play. Um, but he did tweet like there was a lot of weird tactical changes and things that happened in the game compared to how we, we sort of usually play and, and how the focus of both teams was. It was all very heavily like everyone targeted this left flank. So I don't know whether it was a bit of a pep deserby like who can outthink the other one. Like it had an air of that to it a little bit. Yeah. And that first 20 minutes, uh, there was definitely one clear winner. Um, and that was... That just was just 20 minutes? It felt longer than uh, that. Well, yeah, the entire first half, really, but at least we didn't keep conceding goals every seven minutes. Um, so that first seven minutes, uh, if you go if you go onto some of the some of the websites that are knocking about with the heat map, Sofa score, uh, who scored, if you go to the first seven minutes, it's literally just red and it's just the left-hand side. Um <laughs> So for the entirety of that first seven minutes, they knew exactly what they were, what they were doing. Um, and they ripped us apart on that side. Um, and within seven minutes, uh, Doku skinned Milner for, I think, the third time in seven minutes. Um, passed the ball into the middle. Uh, and there was Julian Alvarez um, with what was admittedly a bit of a shit finish. Um, but Scuffed it, a little FIFA rap goal that was. It was, it was. Um, and it was enough uh, to put them 1-0 up. Um, could Steele have done better with that? I suspect you're watching the replay soon. Uh, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because my opinion is I think he could have. Maybe, but I don't know. Like It's so hard to say that and we get into the, oh, should Verbruggen be playing or whatever, but... Uh, yes. Um, I, I, I don't like to do and look all I'm going to say is at least it's not Robert Sanchez so <laughs> do yourself a favour if you haven't seen go go watch Sanchez against Arsenal um, I'd still, I'll take still maybe not saving a scuffed Julian Alvarez shot over that every day every single day I'm trying to bring um, up a replay while you're talking just to see what I thought about it but I don't know. When I was watching it, I wasn't thinking, oh, my God, still, you're useless. I was just thinking we just got carved apart. Um, yeah. So the ball fair, went I out. That either, but. Um, uh, if I remember rightly, I sent you that screenshot, right, where it was, um, I'm pretty sure Doku just dribbled it off the pitch and no one saw. Oh, um, no, I didn't even see that. Let me see here if that actually happened. Uh, I'm watching it live. This is boring for people listening. It's just a, someone talking about watching a replay. Um, but yeah, we've got like cover of about three people and I'm pretty sure I saw a replay of the ball actually going across the byline before he cuts it back. But it was just, it was a bit lazy marking. We didn't get the proper coverage and then Alvarez was just left alone while two people were ball watching. Um, I mean, I'm not blaming still there. I probably blamed three people beyond him. It was poor overall anyway. Um, 
halfway halfway through between the two goals, we had the Welbeck injury to knock some rhythm out of us immediately, as if we had any to begin with. Um, and 10 minutes later, well, 12 minutes later, uh, that man, as per usual, Erling Haaland, scores yet another tap-in that everyone says all he does is score tap-ins uh, with an absolute rope from outside the box. Um, not much Steel can do with that one, really. Uh, it was just an absolute rocket into the bottom corner. Um, but it all came from the error from Carlos Paleba, unfortunately. Um as you said, second career start, I think, for the Albion. Um, these are going to be the growing pains we are going to have to witness, isn't it? Uh, three years younger than Caicedo, two career starts, and the second one is at the Etihad. These things are unfortunately the things we are going to have to watch uh, as Deserby and the gang nurture players like him, isn't it? Yeah, I, he's 19 years old. He's born in 2004. Like, he didn't. He never witnessed the discussion of the Millennium Dome opening. It, it wasn't even a twink on his father's eye for, for you know, two two-ish years after that. Like, <laughs> there's you you expect these kind of mistakes from a player that young against the the toughest opposition in the world. You you just do, um, and it's unfortunate, but it happens. We, but we've seen enough flashes from him where we can see that there's an incredible player there. Um, is he going to be playing faultless football for ninety minutes every single game? No, you'd be crazy to expect that. But again, you've got to remember, Eve Basuma, the amount of mistakes that guy made um, at the start of his career. I think you talked about this a few episodes ago as well. Now look at the guys playing out of his skin for Spurs. Um, you know, Caicedo was playing for a relegation Belgian side. Like It took a while for him to kind of figure out. Like It, it, it takes some time. So I, I'm not worried about that. It's just an unfortunate situation. This is the difference, though, when you face... A Man City, obviously, compared to if you make that kind of mistake against a Nottingham Forest, um, Haaland's going to smash the ball in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's strange to think that at just five months old, Baleba was uh, sitting in Cameroon watching Leon Knight score the winner in the playoff final. <laughs> he probably was, yeah. He got the, the aerial out. Yeah, he's watching it. <laughs> to- to, Did we have aerials then? I can't remember. I, I've lost track of what, what happened in those years. Did we have like... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. Was still terrestrial um, TV? I can't remember. No, I think we definitely... No, because it was on Sky, wouldn't it? So we had to have cable. Well, I don't know what the facilities are like in Belieber's hometown Cameroon. I don't, I, I, yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, probably had aerials at that point. Um, no, We yeah, weren't yeah, streaming yeah. it, that's for sure. Um, yes, yeah, download, just get a stream, get download on LimeWire on it. Yeah, just buff streams. Um, <laughs> we don't endorse any of those, this. by yes. the way. We don't four year old believer on uh, four month old believer, four month uh, old, Christ, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so 19 minutes in, two nil down. Uh, everybody was assuming the worst, I think, at this point. Uh, the worry was there after watching us just get pumped by Villa, um, 6 1. Uh, that we may well be on the end of another route here. Um, and yet for the rest of the half, it just kind of went into this pattern of, quite frankly, really shit football. Yeah, um, it was rubbish. 73% possession for City. They had one shot uh, to talk about from that, not on target. <laughs> um, and overall did absolutely nothing with it. Um, it was really poor. And 
it felt like, as you said earlier, like it felt like this was just like a strange chess match at that point. As to like, where are you going to go? What am I going to do? Like, it felt very just. It resulted in poor football, and I think you put it out there too on in the chat on the day. Watching City, especially when they're in the lead, is just such a boring experience, uh, and it became just that from twenty minutes until forty-five, didn't it? Yeah, they just you go two 0 two nil up at home. Um, and you're Man City. I think you can just you, you you just stick it back into second gear, third gear, and just coast. Um, and then we we were shell shocked. Uh, I've not seen shy. I think is the word that's ever used. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, at least probably for the first. I would say not just the first twenty minutes, but the first thirty minutes. Uh, I, you man there's very few teams in the world where you can just be utterly dominated and all you can think of is how bad does this get like we can't even string two passes together or get the ball out of our own final third like it, that they they were doing that and it was just a case of can we like limit this to not embarrassing football or an embarrassing scoreline because it did it did feel like that we just couldn't all, all we had to abandon the game plan like as in it was I don't know if you you noticed this as well, but we have all this data and statistics that came out about how how much we're all about short passing. You play out the back, the Deserby style. Uh, uh-uh, that was gone. Steele was just punting the ball to Matoma and hoping that he found Walker out of position and Matoma could could beat his man one time. And by the way, that did work a couple of times. But he had to switch it up and we had to play a bit more direct because we could not play out the back because Man City's like press is done in such a way where. You just there's the, all the passing lanes are completely blocked. There's no way to actually put the ball out to a player. We were just overwhelmed the whole time. Um, when they got their two goals, they let that go a little bit. But I think we were just so damaged by the first twenty minutes. They just they they all just like they were. Let's, let's get to the dressing room. Let's get to the changing room and just figure this out. Yeah, it really it really was. It was like it was like in a boxing analogy. It's like we've been on the floor and caught up, and we were just desperately trying to see out the rest of the round. Like, yeah. just please God. Like yeah. shell up, take take the licks and try and stay in it. Yeah, um, just hug stay, as long as possible. Yeah, just clinch the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> and clinch we did uh, because we went in uh, after what was a torrid nineteen minutes, only two nil down at half time, uh, which is really an excellent result on the face of things after the first twenty minutes. Um, the obvious tactical maneuver happened. Joel Veltman comes in for James Milner, um, and. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about Fatty and Gilmore coming on. Um, the general response was praise for the tactical subs of bringing those two on and changing the game. Uh, but I alluded to it earlier. I think Veltman was the biggest change we had. Um, like it changed the game entirely. They were no longer able to just run down the left-hand side. Again, like FIFA style, just like run down the wing with R2 held until you get to the byline and then cut back. Like There was no more of that uh, because Veltman was like committing GBH like on the halfway line before Doku even got a hold of the ball. Um, and like, frankly, like that's what's needed, isn't it? When you've got a player that good and that quick, we saw it happen with Zaha um, who basically left the Premier League after that happened to him. Um, we've never heard from him again. He's just gone into obscurity. Uh, and now like envelopment's still there. Um, but the second half was a lot better. Uh, we actually had a little bit of edge on the possession. Um, and I thought, the main thing for that was forcing them to diversify their play because they were no longer able to just rinse a stand that left-hand side and Veltman is the reason for that. 
Yeah, they had to they had to change their tactics a little bit as well. So that they, they had to move. They were very, very, very aggressive in that first half, as we saw. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were playing their like standard invert the full backs, basically play with a back three and then not actually even wing backs, just like a three, then two midfielders, and then just everyone else attacks. And it felt like that. We just couldn't get out. And then they, the second half, it changed a little bit and they played a little bit more of a conventional uh, back four and, 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 and had less of a sort of brutality on the attack. But yeah, Veltman was massive in, in terms of turning the tide a little bit there. Um, Deserby seems to have this talent of, I don't know, and I ne- we never saw this, I feel like, it, with certainly the previous manager whose name we don't speak about. Uh, he has this really, really actual ability that we think as fans is like just a given with managers to to actually change things at half time um because i think it's one of those sort of fallacies that's well regarded where you you think oh the manager just comes in at half time and gives a hairdryer treatment and changes it for the most part from what we actually understand nowadays that doesn't really happen they go in they talk a little bit about tactics and it's just like okay go out and like just mark him a bit better and you push forward it's not like this massive like lesson that occurs deserve seems to actually be able to motivate them and and, and help to push them on in such a massive way that we come out looking like different teams in the second half. Like that's a pattern. I think what's weird for me though, is that why do we, why do we keep starting out weirdly? Like the first half in a lot of our games seems to be this weird mental battle where it's like, can we settle into a game before we have some kind of mental breakdown uh, whereby we like have two, three, conceded goals and we've just already capitulated before Deserby can then work his magic at half time. That's the confusing thing for me. And I think in this one, obviously keeping it to two goals was massive because you did end up having a game in your hands. This was a game of football. And in the first 20 minutes, you would have said, I'm going to turn this off maybe about 50, 55 minutes. Yeah. I I mean, I reckon there was probably some people that turned it off at 20. Um, It wouldn't shock me. Would it you like seeing what happened there and knowing what happened at Villa a couple of weeks ago? I bet there's a handful of people that sacked it off. Yeah, um, you get PTSD from the bitter <laughs> result, and uh, frankly, still the the West Ham one haunts me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, pretty tight game after that, though. Uh, pretty like just nothing really, nothing really going on. But there was a little bit more openness to the game, which is always nice. Um, and there were a few times in that second half, especially where Mitoma had Walker uh, at sixes and sevens, um, and it's not often you see. Carl Walker gets skinned. I think the commentator even noted it too. They were like, I can't believe I've seen Carl Walker get beaten twice today. Like, and I think that was about four minutes before he beat him again to result in getting the goal back. Uh, and a big goal it was as well. Ansu Fati again on the score sheet. Um, one that we, you know, we need to keep playing more and more often. I think now with the Solly March injury, he's probably going to be getting a lot more game time. Um, but the goal was basically all Kari Matoma uh, for a large part of that build-up. Um, and he's just signed a new deal, of course, until 2027. Um, just how good is this kid? Like, I say kid, he's actually about 26 now, I think, isn't he? But, like, just how good is Mitoma? Like, I, I thought he was excellent again yesterday. He, I don't think he was awarded the assist on a technicality because it did kind of ricochet around, but it was him that basically created the whole moment. Um how are you feeling about that new deal till 2027? I think he's basically doubled his wages um, and a bit of security, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just glad now that we won't have Chelsea fans accusing us of like 
keeping Matoma enslaved or something on like a pathetic wages and we're like mistreating him. So that's, that's good. Um, no, I mean, I, I, he is, he's our, he's our phenom. Like he is, he is the guy um, now. Uh, and to keep him, to get a contract in that means that even when he does have to leave, because we get, a, you know, one of those offers we can't refuse, it means you are going to get what he's actually worth as opposed to someone in trying to lowball us because he's not contracted for a long, long time and his wages are terrible and his agent uh, throws his toys out the pram. Um, but I think he's great. I think he's great for the, I think he's just a really great fit for the team and, and what we do as a club. He's a, he feels like a model professional. He's got an amazing attitude. Um, and I don't know. I don't think I've seen anyone that has the skill with the ball at his feet, like, like he does uh, in, in a Brighton shirt for as long as I can remember, quite frankly, just in, in terms of some actual, stats from from yesterday he he was as good as what what the eye test showed um he had seven take-ons um and four of them were successful now compare that to who we said jeremy doku basically skinned james milner and i alive well he also had seven take-ons and had five successes so there's only one more than matoma had against carl walker who is broadly regarded as probably even though he's getting on a little bit and he still has the pace one of the best right back probably in football still um yeah i mean if that doesn't say enough uh, and this is this is a guy that was getting the ball punted out to him from jason Steele and just hoping uh, and he always seems to manage to create something there was a part in the game as well um if you remember he like went around three or four people and if it wasn't for a slightly crappy shot he would have scored like a messy style wonder goal but he it, is it was messy-esque i know exactly really what you're thinking of it made me think yeah. of messy really well yeah um, yeah, I think it's an excellent deal. Whether I mean, if whether this is a precursor to him going in the summer for like 125 million quid, like most of these new deals are, yeah. is it's I really hope he stays that, a little bit longer. Yeah, it's tough to know, isn't it? But I think that, and this is again going to sound very stereotype, but like it feels like he's probably more likely to have an agent that is not going to throw his toys out the pram. I believe that it's a Japanese agency too, um, and the way the Japanese do business is very different to the way South American agents do business um, from like the attitude towards the media all the way down to the absolute wild shit you have with partial ownership all the way back to Tevez and Mascherano, right? Like I'm not trying to be too stereotypical with like the, the way the Japanese and the South American are, but like it's a very different ball game and very complicated, especially when it comes to contracts and the way they handle their clients. Um, it feels oh, yeah. like he's less likely to have like toys thrown out the pram, I think for sure. Um, if 100%. he's going to leave, I think it will happen appropriately. Uh, similar to the way Alexis did really, um, except for his dad mouthing off to every single TV channel for four months beforehand. Alexis himself was a moral professional, wasn't he? Like, But you could tell, think, you could just tell by the person, the character of the individual. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. Um, Ansu Fati scored the goal. Uh, Ansu Fati is basically going to be seeing dollar signs uh, in his eyes here because the kid came over here looking for more stable football. Um, he's playing in what is supposed to be the best league in the world. Certainly one of the most fast paced, especially compared to La Liga. Um, he is about to get all the game time, don't you think, with Welbeck and Sully March now hurt? Uh, you would hope, right? You've now got Jao Pedro, uh, Adingra, Mitoma, him, and Ferguson is really like, that's it. That's the only options you've got really up top now. 
Yeah, you could point at Nate, maybe you could argue there as well. Um, but he seems, I keep forgetting about him. Yeah. Yeah, so does Zerbi. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I don't think you sign Ansu Fati without a, a very stern un- warning or understanding from Barcelona with them saying, you better be playing this kid a lot because if not, we're wasting our time here because he could sit on the bench for us. Um, he'll, be, he'll be playing a lot. Um, but he, he's, he's also, it's not just for injury's sake. Like Matoma pulled out the Japan squad for what tiredness? Yeah. Um, he didn't pass physical. He didn't pass, like yeah. The wording was odd, but like basically, it was like he's came here shattered. We're just going to send him home. Yeah, that he looked and he looked leggy at the end of the season as well. Last season, right? And we've got more games this season, so it's not like you can just turn Matoma out every single game when you've got the Thursday Sundays. Um, so he's going to have to cover on in a lot of ways. Uh, so now we'll see a lot more of Ansi Fati. I think prior to him getting the goal today, I'd completely forgotten uh, that he'd even scored against Villa because I think I just blocked the game out of my mind. Um, but if he's he has been, let's be honest, he's been disappointing. Um, you bring in Ansi Fati and you think, oh my God, we've, we've, we've got this kid come in. The potential there is incredible. And let's face it, he's been pretty crap. Uh, and Very now... Slow start. Yes, and and it's okay, it's okay to say that. I'm not against Ansu Fati. Like I, I hope he becomes one of the best players in the world, and we can be like. You remember that time he played for Brighton? We we made him. Um, getting that that second goal is very very important. Um, let's let's see if he gets a longer run in the team that he can get into a bit more of a zone with some of these players, especially if it's now a smaller group and we don't have constant constant rotation. Um, and there's a core group of that front four, he can just get into a bit more of a vibe and a groove with everyone and, and really start to put the goals away. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think he's, I mean, I'm just excited to see him get more game time because I think that's the sort of way you're going to see him get better and better. Um, and I wouldn't have sacrificed March for him, but it sounds like we're not got a choice. So, no, <laughs> and this is the run of games though, right? This is the run of games you want to see him like start to, yeah. you know, beat up the weak kids you know like it that you don't want him because we've seen against with Evan Ferguson yesterday for example it doesn't get looking like how many times has Evan Ferguson touched the ball against against City like really it wasn't quiet. it wasn't much and that's not really his fault like we just didn't create enough proper it's hard it's hard against that Man City group um but we should see a completely different set up against some of these other teams that we're about to play and this is where you want to build the confidence in these younger players Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we had we had plenty of moments to equalise as well. Uh, Pascal Gross had a good opportunity. Mitoma broke through and I thought he was going to lob him just like he did against Brentford, but he elected to try and put it through his legs and Ortega made a pretty good save. Yeah. Um, and I think there was one or two other opportunities there or thereabouts that were decent ones. Um, we had we had our opportunities to equalise. Uh, we also had our opportunities to let in a couple more as well uh, when the game opened up in the manner it did. Um, so we can't really rue our losses too much because we were looking. We this could have ended two two or it could have ended four one, and both results would have looked not too wild, uh, de- <laughs> depending on the way the game had opened up. Two um, one though. At the end of the day, I think anyone going to the Etihad. It sounds very defeatist, but you would take 2-1, wouldn't you? Before the game even started, you'd have took 2-1. Uh, yes. I, after the first 20 minutes, I would have taken 4-1. Um, <laughs> the idea that we would Freedom somehow got a goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's... it's um, look, Man City hit a bit of a, 
tricky uh, run of form recently, but they had the international break was very kind of a great time for them. So it's this probably a horrible time for us to unfortunately have to play them when they've they've been able to sort of um, re-engage themselves. But um, this was a Man City team that, apart from De Bruyne, were at full strength. This this was their they could any any one of their riches they could play. Um, and look, it's just. It's not fair sometimes when you look at it. I'm sorry, but if you can get two one away from home against the team sheet that they put out, while you are with all with all due respect, playing James Milner at right back and Solly March at left back, that's a good account of yourselves. Because I would say that's on paper the worst fullback pairing in the Premier League. Yeah, probably. And I mean, you've got to remember as well, Rodri was back for a lot of those people going, yeah, yeah but they're just lost, the best defensive in the world, yeah. Yeah, they, the common pattern is they had no Rodri for the three games they've just lost, and mm-hmm. Rodri's back. Um, <laughs> and it and it showed, right, because they were defensively so much better. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough day. Um, even worse for my fantasy team because he played fucking Ortega in goal. Uh, what is that decision? Um, absolutely fuming. Uh, but let's do uh let's do the read for green king sport before we get on to ajax uh, and some player of the match options um so for the 23 24 season as you all know by now together baj is sponsored by green king sport uh, where football is more than a game um it is a massive fortnight of sport with the premier league Obviously, us in the Europa League, massive games coming up as well. The rugby and cricket all taking centre stage. Uh, To celebrate, Green King is giving listeners of this podcast 20% off drinks until the 29th of October, an hour before, during and after the sport. Uh, All you need to do is download the Green King Sport app. Uh, If you've not downloaded it before, and this will be your first time doing it, you'll also get a free welcome pint to use at any point in time. Uh, So get down there. Get, get hammered um, and watch us beat Ajax. Hopefully. Drink responsibly, please. <laughs> yeah, please do drink responsibly. Don't, don't do anything stupid. Uh, so head to the App Store, download the Green King Sport app, uh, get 20% off your round, uh, and then obviously don't miss a minute of the action instead of like I did yesterday where I was just thrown all over the place. Um, but yeah, player of the match yesterday, who you got? Uh, pretty Milner for me. <laughs> Uh, um, no, it's, it's Matoma. It's not anyone else, is it yeah. really? I mean, yeah, it's Matoma. Yeah, um, same. Um, I did want to give a shout out to Lewis Dunk, though, because uh, I thought he was excellent mm. yesterday. Uh, really didn't do England much. man of the match in one of the games, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. In the game, he was allowed to play uh, because obviously he had to cede his position to the superior Harry Maguire um, <laughs> for, for the big qualifier against God, him. I hate Southgate. I can't stand the man. Yeah. yeah, well, you brought him up, so that's your fault that time. No, yeah, um, no, that is. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, Ajax next. Uh, very, very bad Ajax. Uh, they are now sitting 17th in the league. Uh, their last six. These are. This is Ajax, by the way, guys. Like, you remember those? That team, like one of the best teams in the world for large stretches of time, uh, and comfortably one of the best teams in the Netherlands since I can remember being alive. Um, yeah, they are in 17th place. Uh, only FC Volendam, who are literally not a real team. Uh, are that is them. a regen team, isn't it? <laughs> that is abs- like, it is a regen team, yeah. Um, and they are, uh, they've played seven, won one, drawn two, lost four. Um, their last six is draw, draw, loss, 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 loss. 
Um, they are not very good. Uh, they've just been absolutely battered in previous games by Twente, who scored three, Feyenoord, who beat them 4-0 before the game, like before they started like just destroying their own stadium. Uh, Alkmaar also beat them 2-1, um, and they've just lost uh, a pretty good thriller of a game against 16th place, proper relegation six-pointer, uh, FC Utrecht uh, 4-3. Um, this is a team in absolute free fall on and off the pitch. They are just, it's just a disaster. Um, what do you, what, first of all, let's talk lineup. What are you, what are you expecting to show up uh, on Thursday? I'll, I'll give my two for sure. There's no doubt in my mind that Verbruggen and Veltman are starting um, just on the basis of the who they Dutch. are and, who they are and what and what Ajax will mean to them as people who grew up Dutch, right? Like I think that's all the motivation you need for those two players when you roll them out there Thursday of like you're playing Ajax, have fun, <laughs> uh, and the double the double whammy for Veltman especially. Um, but yeah, what what are you yeah. thinking? We're actually going to roll out there on Thursday, or at least hoping some names on the team sheet. You're hoping to see. Um. I want to see what what are we thinking of is in Lamptey we just got we don't know. We don't know yet. I expect I think we have our presser Tuesdays for Europa. This lineup, this back line is gonna be an absolute cobbled together <laughs> jerry rigged thing. Um uh, let's let's assume the injuries are as they are. I think I think you sort of, it is Igor at left back, right? I, I don't think you have another choice. And I, I think you're, probably going, you're looking at oh, you've got the the pooch in the background having his say. Uh, you probably got Van Hecker and Dunk centre back. Um, of course, Van, Van Hecker. Van Hecker as well. stuck, you know, yeah, got him in. get all the Dutch in. Yeah. Um, I think Christ, you probably. I mean, yeah, it's, it has to be Veltman, right? Um, yeah, I don't see another solution there unless unless you decide you're going to try Veltman at left back and you play gross at right back. I don't know. I hate the idea of that. Um, I would like to see Billy Gilmore play. Uh, I really, really, really would. Uh, and and I think you're playing Gilmore and uh, probably gross in, in the pivot. Um, haven't seen a lot of too much of Mohamed Dahoud, but he's uh, Mahmoud Dahoud rather. Not been that amazing though, has he? Uh, I know he did. What was he? Did he? I'm looking for yesterday. Was he? He didn't. There was no, nothing from him, was he? Did he? He didn't come so on. He was on the bench, but no, he didn't. He did not come on, no. So maybe, maybe you, you're you're spelling him at some point. I think the interesting part is what we do up front, though, right? I think you have to play Matoma, even if he is going to be tired at some point. Um, assuming Welbeck's out, you're playing Ferguson up front. Uh, with probably Pedro in the hole behind, uh, and then I think, I think you're, I think you're playing Fatty on the right. See, I think it's going to be the other way around. I think you're right. I think all three will start, and that I'm excited to see. Um, I think we're going to see Fatty in the hole behind Ferguson and Pedro on the right because he's done right wing before for Watford. Yeah, I quite like Chao Pedro though, as as a 10 with his back to goal. Yeah. Um, he does well at that. Um, and I'd rather have someone with a bit more pace on, I mean, Pedro has been really good on that effective on that left-hand side when he's come on as a sub. Um, but you're right. We, we could definitely see him on the right. 
I wonder if yeah. we I wonder if we give a Dinger and Mitoma forty five each on the left. Just try and find that balance and act between the two. Just like, all right, you're both tired, so you're only going to get forty five minutes each because you both played the full ninety. Like, just go out there and play each each because that's the Dinger's natural position too. Remember, like the left hand side yeah. is where he played all the time. I wonder yeah. if we start one there and make the sub at halftime and bring on the other as like a pre preordained maneuver. Um, Maybe. I mean, it's, it's interesting. If you do that, you're relying on a, and just to, and again, to reset everyone's expectations. Uh, uh, it's great that we're on cloud nine, but it's well, your front line at that point would be 19 year old Evan Ferguson, 22 year old Jao Pedro, the, the senior of the, of the group, uh, tw- <laughs> 21-year-old Simon, Simon Adingra, 20-year-old Anti Fatty. So yeah. 19, 20, 21, and 22. I know. What yeah. options have we got, though? Genuinely, what other options have we got? Other than Gilmore's Mitoma, still obviously. 22. Belieba, 19. Yeah, it's a, we're, it's a, yeah we're, we're playing the youth now. But look, if you can't beat this Ajax team... Unle- unless we go Fatty left... Pedro right, Ferguson up top, Lalana behind him. I could see Lalana play. I think he might play too. That's not a bad shout. I could see you might want his maturity in there. It's a sort of game for him too, because the pace will be slightly less as well. Yeah. Um Yeah. I it, that was my one of my thoughts is is this good to get one of those games that Lalana is a really nice fit for. Um that's not a bad idea. Honestly, looking at this Ajax side, I, I can see why they're not the team they used to be. Um, with the exception of Bergwijn, like FIFA rat, as you say. Um, <laughs> like Outside of him, like Borna Sosa, like Cray, like Brian Broby, Broby, whatever his name is, like fine. We got like, Schubert like, Akpom. I was going to say Akpom came on as a, a, a substitute, um, but I mean, their back line was like babies this weekend. Um, like children, like younger than yeah. ass, some of them. This is they've done that. They've done a bit of a Southampton to themselves, haven't they? That um, yeah. So they're really their keeper is injured. Arguably their best player, Stephen Berghaus, is is injured. Um, I don't know if you necessarily. I guess you'd say Bergwijn is the best player, but Berghaus is injured. He played for Netherlands at the at the um, World Cup, but they sold Kudus, Timber, Alvarez, Bassi, um. But, um, and some other guys in, in this last window. So they lost. Oh, that's a lot of people. They lost Dusan Tadic on a free. Uh, yep. So they, they sold 130, 120, 130 million euro of player. Um, yep. And they, they didn't really replace him. No, their, their back line today was uh, a 20-year-old right back, a 23-year-old centre-half, a 17-year-old centre-half, and then Borna Sosa. Uh, at 25 on the left-hand side, who got both of their assists um, and is one of their better players as well. Uh, interestingly, uh, they started their goalkeeper, 23 years old. He was subbed off Jay Gorter at 74 minutes for uh, the substitute keeper. So they may well have an injured keeper on their hands as well. Um, this is going to be a team that, and not even I'm not even going to give them the same respect as Athens in that respect because this is like that's who Athens were like they weren't playing with makeshift teams and like that's how Athens play like they play the way they did against us and it was highly effective. Mm. Ajax are not 
getting the same level of like leniency, right? Like they're they're in absolute free fall. Like Athens are doing fine. Like this is not the same. Like we need to be getting a result here. And arguably, I'd even be saying that, like we should be looking at getting six points. Like we should be doing the double on this thing, like back to back, because they don't have time to turn it around. It's not like we're playing Marseille in December. If we were playing Ajax in the middle of the December, you never know what Ajax is going to rock up, right? Like likewise for Marseille now, they'll have had a couple of weeks, months, we could do so. Like this Ajax team have got two weeks or so in between games. They're not going to suddenly become competent again. Like they're a disaster. Like we need to be getting points from these guys, don't we? Yeah, and it's not like that we can, where you can even expect a new manager bounce. The new manager only came in in July. Um, so uh, they've already done that. And I'm not sure that the bounce maybe was a bit deflated. Uh, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> well, they like won that. their first game. Come on. No, oh, there you go. They got something. The, the, the mentality, I think, in football, like it does, I know it gets talked about a lot, but I also still think it's, it's underplayed a little bit, just how important that is. And I think you just have to look over it. At, uh, at West London and our, and our our favorite blue London team like what happens when the mentality and the the uh, I guess the morale in the team and the club is poor it just it's insidious uh, and, and that just drives the team down and when it's good things go well when it's bad it's hard to get out of that rut we've seen that with Manchester United I don't know if you, probably a bunch of people that listens what that watch that Beckham documentary on Netflix um recently I've watched the Quite. first episode i've been i enjoyed it i'm gonna watch the rest it's good it's good yeah. um i don't know about you when gro- beckham was like he was your hero when growing up like i oh, i had his white boots like his pictures up and all this and i you know i hated him but for in- he was the in- he was england apart from you know the argentina thing um but he talked about there was a whole part you'll get to this i'm not ruining it hopefully because it's okay. happened talking about the whole round really well, it's, it's, it's this history yeah <laughs> um talking about how that run of form they had where they were just in dire straits this is with the galacticos when you had og yeah. the real ronaldo um roberto carlos zidane um beckham obviously uh figo at the, the peak of their powers in some ways and they just couldn't couldn't get a win, but this was also all going on while the Beckham like uh, affair stuff was happening. He wasn't training with it. It was a, an absolute mess, all this kind of stuff. And they talked about how like there had to just be like this big like morale and mentality change for them to get out. And eventually that, you know, they go on and win the league. Um, that's if you play a team, it doesn't matter how good they are on paper. And this IX team is not even good on paper, as you've just alluded to like, if you've got a better mentality than now, you're a better place, which this team, this Brighton team should still be after not getting battered by Man City and, and giving a good account of themselves. You should be coming out and smashing this group in because you are better on paper and you are better mentally at the moment as well. Agreed. Well said. Um, elsewhere in the league this week, uh was a lot of red cards this week. Bournemouth had a man sent off. City one and okay. had yeah. a man sent off. Uh, Burnley had a man sent off. And Everton had a man sent off. Um, notable results around the grounds. Uh, Forrest drew 2-2 with Luton. Uh, Luton came back from 2-0 down there. Talking of mentality, uh, I think they're going to be all right in terms of mentality for the whole season, don't you? I think they are treating this like a free-hit season. Um, they are... I thought they were going to be like a Derby County level of like embarrassing, but I think they're going to upset a handful of teams this this season. Um, they seem to be 
almost accepting their role as absolutely dead in the water underdogs. And it's like, it's hurting teams like Forest. Nothing to lose. Yeah. Thought it was yeah. a very good result for them yesterday. Um, Brentford, who have been struggling, absolutely destroyed Burnley. Um, and then Robert Sanchez, uh, after Chelsea went 2 0 up at home to Arsenal, um, committed, is it Sapuku? Sapuku. Sapuku, uh, yeah. A lot of yeah. Japanese references um, in this one now. Yeah, there is. Um, and uh, decided to hand uh, his buddies, Ben White and Trossard, uh, the draw. Um, and Again, that's a mentality thing too, isn't it? We're talking about Arsenal's mentality this season so far before the wheels come off in January. It has been superb, hasn't it? Um, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, and Villa, West Ham play later um, and we could actually see a bit of a gap emerge in the top six to everybody else. Yeah, I, yeah, we could. I, I mean, I think that, by the way, I'm going to go back to the red card thing you talked about because I'm so yeah. glad that there was a, the red card was given in our game because... So many times you get into these situations where a player's been yellow carded and they think, you know what, if I do a little like questionable foul that I know is a professional foul, but I'll probably get away with it because the ref's not going to give me a red card for this because I'm already on a yellow. And the ref's actually like, you know what? No, you deserve a second yellow for this, unfortunately. Like that's good refereeing because... We saw I, it at Liverpool, didn't we? I don't yeah. know if you watched the early game, but like, yeah. it was a, every day of the week it was a sending off. Yep. And you didn't yep. give it. Um... So I'm really glad he did that. Obviously, it was unfortunately it didn't happen a little bit earlier. It might, it might have made a difference for us. Um, yeah, no. I, I, I think the ta- I'm not really honestly. I've not really been looking at the uh, the table because of the international break and because of frankly what happened <laughs> against Villa since then. But we're still in a obviously still in a decent position. It's all gonna. A lot of this is gonna hinge on on how how well we end up doing in, in this next run of games, right? And I, I, we've we've talked about this a lot, but November is such a massive month for us. Like, can you do what you should should be able to do against these lesser sides? Like, there's no way you shouldn't be getting points against these other teams here. Uh, can we start to solidify ourselves in this this particular position in the table? Because if not. But I think we, we do have a set of teams that are absolutely tripe in this league. Uh, yeah. But then you get into this mosh pit in the middle and you do not want to get dragged into that because as it stands at time of recording, you are still above the likes of Man United, West Ham, Chelsea. That, that can very easily change based on the expectations of those teams. And you don't want to see us start to drift into 10th and 11th, do you? No, exactly. And then it becomes a bit boring, especially throughout the Europa. Then we just become another fodder team, don't we? Um, yeah. Especially I, before January. I, I, you just hope that maybe this little bad run of form we've had has come at weirdly like a good time, like in, against maybe in games that either were early enough in Europe where you can make up for it uh, and yeah. against strong opposition in the Premier Premier League where you sort of expected to not do very well and now you write yourselves a little bit like I really hope a big result on Thursday can start to really galvanize the team and then we pick up more points in the league and suddenly suddenly you're you're off to the races yeah agreed um I think the beauty of it is it's two home games now too so we're a little bit of t- no travel because we're going to about to have a lot of it going to Everton and Ajax we back to back so get get these two wins in under our belt like with Fulham um, and 
Ajax, who had obviously we've talked about a little bit, but get those two wins under the table. I know Fulham uh, are a bit of a better side than than the Everton's and Sheffield United we're about to be playing, but they're not exactly you know flying around the league at like great pace like they were last last week, right? Like last year, uh, where they oh, were right crap. up there with us. They're um, absolute crap. They're they're in that position now where. You would probably picture as a Fulham fan for this season, given that they've only been up like a couple of years again, haven't they? Like they've not, you know what I mean? Like they've been bouncing up and down. I think if you're a Fulham fan, you're probably happy with being that lower mid-table fodder team that can put like that can put Sheffield United to bed 3-1, like with no problem, and then lose to Man City 5-1. Like I think you're fine with that. If you're a Fulham fan, like that's kind of where we were with Potter in that first year or two. Like, I'm quite happy to be dicked by these good teams as long as we're beating the bad ones and we're staying up without worrying about it. I think at this stage, I think if you're Fulham, you're happy with that. But we just need to make sure we're one of those teams that beat them. Yeah, I think they maybe gave themselves high expectations after last season, though. Um, uh, it's always the risk, isn't it? You know, it's hard to replace a guy like Mitrovic. He's, he was pretty much a key part of that team for quite a while, wasn't he? Um I mean, we're seeing the same thing with Brentford and Ivan Tony. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, if Fulham's league position, I guess at the moment, feels fairly deceptive to me. Uh, they picked up three points away to Everton at the start of the year, and Everton, you know, are crap, but were crapper even then. Um, you know, they 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 then only picked up three points against Luton, a one-nil home drubbing, uh, and then <laughs> against Sheffield United, who who are diabolically poor so they've not really they've they've been crap and as you say they, they've beaten teams that they they need to beat um we should absolutely be be getting points off these guys there's no doubt about it we absolutely should yeah absolutely <gasps> but they are a bit of a bogey team for us aren't they i mean we all remember last year that was just like that yeah horrible game at the amex yeah yeah but i'm i'm not uh after after all this BS that comes out about oh West Ham they don't beat Brighton and then they smashed us, I, I, I hope for yeah, a reverse no. a reverse hoodoo there. I'm not believing in any of that crap anymore. Agreed. Um, and at the end of the day, they play Monday night football too. So while we don't get a very long break in terms of the Thursday to Sunday, at least they are playing as late as physically possible, uh, which will only help a little tiny bit. Um, but they've, they've scored eight goals. Yeah. They're just not they, great, are they? They scored eight. Um, we scored 22. <laughs> yeah, we've also conceded like 18. So We have, but they, they've also conceded 13. So, you know, it's like, it's... Yeah. Uh, I'd rather be where we are, put it that way. But yeah, that, uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I bet Sheffield United is the one. I mean, Christ almighty. They're, they've got one point. Oh, it's it's got 3-0 all over, hasn't it? 3-0 Sheffield United. We're, we are going to get absolutely wrecked by them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll we'll beat every team before them and every team all the way up to Chelsea after them. We'll put like five past Chelsea and get beat 3-0 by Sheffield United. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that we get beaten by Sheffield United. No doubt. Yeah. I don't that think is... I can name a single player on the team. We'll get beaten by them. Uh, is Sander Berger playing for them? Good question. Don't know. Bulldog. Bulldog is playing for them. Because he's Sam Baldock's bro, isn't he? That's the only reason I know he's definitely playing for them. I had him in my fantasy team at the beginning because he was dirt cheap. Sorry to hear that. It sounds like he's yeah. priced priced correctly. 
Tom Davies. <laughs> they signed Tom Davies from Everton. There you go. Have they? I, I guess so. Blimey. Remember when I he was, was supposed yeah, to be the next yeah, big he was, thing? Yeah, he wore his little socks around his ankles. You're like, oh, he could be good. Rubbish. Oh, Ollie McBurney. Remember when we were in for him? Sander Berger went to Burnley. Oh, okay. Was he at Sheffield United before that? Yeah, yeah, he left. left okay. For them. Um, Burnley, by the way, I know, I know we're now just talking about around the league, but it's fun It's fun when you don't have to worry about the relegation zone anymore to talk about the relegation teams. It's weird, isn't it? Um, it is, though. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what a dis- Burnley, what a disappointment they've been after what they did in the championship. I know this has been... Um, you know, talked about a lot, but my word, have they been crap um, based on what the expectations were for them as a team? I mean, what are they? How many points do they have? Uh, four, three, four. Uh, they've got four points. They're minus, they minus 16 goal difference. Uh, yeah, four points. So three from Luton and then Forest. one from, yeah. Forest love that bottom three, don't they? Generous. Generous lovers. Yeah, Forest are a weird team as well. I don't know what they're doing. But the, the, this is the thing. At the, as it stands right now, the lower part of the league is really bad. Like I know that can all change, but the lowest section of the it does feel like there's just a bunch of people beating up on these poor, poor teams at the bottom. I'm just glad we are one of them. Yeah, from Everton down, because Forest are like, Forest have got, you know, they've got a lot of draws to their name. They're, they're not losing a lot, but they're also just not doing much. So, like, they're not great to play against. But from Everton down, like, four wins between five teams. Like, that's it, like, collectively. Like, Everton, mess, have won, like Everton have won twice and, like, scored nine goals. Luton have won once, Burnley have won once, and Bournemouth and Sheffield United still haven't won a game. Like, at all. <laughs> We've scored more goals games. than the relegation teams combined. Incredible stat. Incredible. I also love the stat that's continuing uh, this into this week as well. Uh, only the relegation teams have conceded more than us um, as well. Which... <laughs> We're a glass cannon. Deserve we are. Created it. We are a glass cannon. Um, yeah, we absolutely are. Um, it is. <laughs> it's mental, really. Um, this isn't a helpful just... question. This is not a helpful question. But in an ulterior universe... How good is this side if you've got my Moises Caicedo still? And you're playing Caicedo in that in that defensive midfield position. I do think about this a little bit, and I think about it with a double whammy though. I think what is this team doing with Alexis and Caicedo together? But I, I'd be happy with Caicedo and Gilmore, right? I loved Alexis, but I think Gilmore's been astounding in that position. Astounding. I just think keep them sign Belabor anyway. Right, so we can actually... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, don't change any of the signings we've made, but just if we just somehow manage to keep... Apart from Milner, yeah. Yeah, at right back anyway. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean... I, I mean, I don't think we lose to Athens as, like, a first things first. Like, I think we're sat on four points in the Europa League. Um, at least. Uh, I think... What are the games we've messed up on? I think I think we still probably Villa, get tw- West Ham. I think, I think we get stuffed by one of them still um, because we did last season. Like it did them, they didn't save us from having a stuffing once or twice. Um, if you're playing Caicedo instead of Belieber against City, you could argue technically yeah. they probably still Maybe. just score another way, don't they? 
I think we probably going to lose by six to Villa. I think maybe it's a four-one or even a four-two, right? Like I reckon you've got something like that go on. Uh, I don't think we lose to West Ham. Probably not. I think that's the one that you see a bit of difference in. Yeah. Um, and that's a couple of extra points on the board. Um, and then honestly, like I think we probably beat Liverpool too. Yeah, you could argue. What about? Would you get a result against Marseille properly as well? Maybe. The new manager stuff would have been the only thing yeah. that makes me think that we could have been. It may not have been as high scoring. We may have come away with a one-one instead of a two-two, and we don't capitulate like we did. Uh, and I think maybe you know maybe even we score first and they let in. Yeah, I, it's sad they went because I think we could do some wild stuff. This is an unhealthy exercise, but yeah, it's um, it is. But it's 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 all about that like the fine margins that we have, especially with the injuries, and especially with where we've got those positions where you're just like, oh, we're so we're so close because you've got such an amazing picture up top with this the potential, but also the current ability of that like front grouping is 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 monumental. Like there's that front grouping of players is should be the envy of most other clubs outside of the top five-ish in the Premier League. Like, they are Matoma, Fatty, Ferguson. Like, what? Like, incredible. And then you know you've got other areas of the pitch completely sewn up. Oh, you're just like, oh, if only, if only we had an extra month in the transfer window to spend some of that money, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Would we have spent it? <laughs> That's the issue. No, probably not. not. One thing I did remember from the game that I just want to laugh about just quickly is that part where um, Haaland got the ball and started running with it. And uh, Billy Gilmore, for all the amazing work he's done, <laughs> was trying to tackle him. And it just looked like, you know, sometimes you have those little things where like kids try and bring down a grown adult man and they were just, they're just like trying to take his legs away and batter him and just nothing happens. It was just, it didn't look like a, a human man versus a human man. Yeah, it did. For the wrestling fans out there, it felt like Rey Mysterio against like the big show. Like <laughs> just, just push. Just one hand. Just, yeah, you got high Heisman uh for the yeah, for, for the Yanks. Yeah. It was, and it uh, happened twice too. That was the funniest part. It's like Gilmore like got angrier and like thought he'd powered up and just bounced further away. Just yeah, he just bounced. It he is. bounced off. It was excellent. Um, all right, I think we're about run out course here because we spent the last 10 minutes just talking absolute nonsense. So uh, yeah. we will be back next week, uh, obviously, to cover Ajax, to cover Fulham, to cover all of it, really. Uh, really pivotal week in Europa League football for us. Um, anybody who tries to play it cool is a liar because this one's massive um, and we need to win it. It really is must win. Um, so we will speak to you post-game one way or another. <laughs> Uh, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, hopefully, we're in a good mood this time next week. Uh, discussing yes. who wins. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, have a good week, everybody. Uh, stay safe, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, everyone.